0: Hello and welcome to the IC podcast. As it is the tenth ICC anniversary, I met with the founder of IC, with Shabi. When Shabi and his friend Sebastian met in two thousand nine through a meetup for international students and expatriates in Cork, they thought it was a one-time event. Until someone asked them when they would host the next event, the rest of it is history. One decade and countless IC events later, Shabi is coming back to Cork to proudly celebrate the 10th anniversary of IC with old friends and new volunteers. In this podcast, Shabi will tell us about the beginnings of IC and how IC has become the number one community in Cork. Hello and welcome to the IC podcast. Today, I'm very pleased to interview Shabi. He's the father or the founder of ICC. Meanwhile, he's living in Germany, but he has, as I said, he, he has founded the ICC, the International Club of Cork in 2009. And now I would like to know a bit more about how it all has started and how he actually managed to, to keep this project going. So yeah, hello, Chabi.
1: Nice to meet you. Thank you for, for the invitation. I'm happy to talk about ICC.
0: Yeah, I'm very very happy about this. Um, yeah, would you mind to tell us how you actually started this pro- project? And actually, I mean it's easy to have an idea, but many people actually fail to realize an idea. How did you manage all this?
1: Yeah, this this is very interesting actually because originally when the idea came up, it wasn't really about creating a, a community or a group like this like this today. So the idea was very simple. Um, I was new in Cork, mm-hmm. like many other people, many other foreigners who go to Ireland for adventure, for a new job, for for studying, and um, yeah, I, I had a need. I, I felt like you know I wanted to meet more people, so. Obviously, there are many bars in Cork, there are many opportunities, but I, I, I still wanted to also practice languages, get to know people, socialize in a different atmosphere, also meet other people like me who, who came from other countries and uh, were struggling to, to find their place in Cork and, and socialize. So um, I actually didn't find ICC on my own, so I had other people helping me at the beginning, so I wasn't completely alone. Yeah. so a group of us uh, just set up a, a meeting uh, mm-hmm. at one point and we invited all our friends so we worked at different companies and um, we invited all our friends so at the first meetup we were 25 people which was a great success yeah. and only after that the, the, the meetup went really well so really the goal was just to socialize, get to know people, make friends and <clears throat> after the meetup someone asked me when, when is the next? when is the next one and yeah. then we realized oh we didn't plan for the next one. This is just a one-off to to meet people. And now ten ten years later, we talk about a community, which is Cork's biggest international community with mm-hmm. over five thousand members. So here we are.
0: Yeah. So it was kind of a coincidence. Or you actually didn't plan to have it as a you know as a big club. So it was actually originally a one-time event to to meet other people who are. In a similar situation as you were back then in two thousand nine, or how, um, or how was it?
1: Exactly. So mm-hmm. that 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 was the idea, just to meet people and socialize. But mm-hmm. um, as we had friends from different companies and friends of friends, we needed um, a platform actually mm-hmm. to to communicate. So in the first time, we even had some posters or flyers. So. You know we put it up in, in our companies on the board, or mm-hmm. you know, we went to the university, we put up a, an advertisement there about about a group. Yeah. and um, you know then Facebook was getting more and more popular, so we created our Facebook group, mm-hmm. and then everything just took off.
0: Yeah so yeah, that's right. So I mean, in two thousand nine, yeah, Facebook was getting more and more popular. So I would say, like a year ago. In Germany, for example, um, Facebook wasn't as big as it is nowadays. Maybe just one or two million people had a Facebook account, and um, the 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 biggest network in Germany was called StudiVZ, which actually doesn't exist anymore. But it was like yeah, numbers. It was t- like four million or five million people who had a StudiVZ account but not even a million people who had a Facebook account. So I can imagine that in 2009 or in 2008, it was not that, not that common to, to um, create Facebook groups and to invite people through this social network or to have a social network that everyone has because people came from different places. So probably they had different networks on Facebook back then wasn't as big as it is nowadays, obviously. Was it for you a struggle to find people like you um, outside from your, from your company?
1: No, actually it was very surprising because once we created our, our Facebook group and, and our Facebook account, um, you know, we, we got many requests so it was mm-hmm. very difficult to uh, even accept all those friends requests and, yeah. and let people join because we were one of the few ones I, I don't think even you know there was any other group like ours so as we were the only one yeah uh, people really liked the idea and they told their friends and and you know and many people when they when they came to Cork I think that was the time when they really signed up for Facebook because that was the, a good way to, mm-hmm. to connect with other people so uh, back then already, we had many, I think most of the, the members we had had a Facebook account. Mm-hmm. Um, so from 20 people, 25 people, I think we went up to a thousand within the first year.
0: Oh wow. So you picked probably the right time.
1: Yeah, I think it was the right time and then and, and people came to our event, they really had fun, they really liked the concept, liked the idea, liked socializing. So mm-hmm. uh, then they came back and they told their friends and their friends told their friends and that they have seen advertisements, and you know, we also had an email list, so um, they also received a, a monthly newsletter about their mm-hmm. activities, our upcoming events. So uh, not only even even if they didn't have Facebook, yeah. uh, you know, they could sign up for a newsletter, so they were informed by email.
0: Yeah, and how often did you meet? Like, I mean, you set up the first event, and then everyone was asking, yeah, when can we do this again? So when did you do the next event after the first event?
1: I think uh, about two weeks after. Mm-hmm. So, um, and origin. I mean, the, the original idea was just to socialize in a language exchange uh, group or meetup mm-hmm. But then people were asking for more, so we we organized quite many other things. So, you know, we had uh, city walks, and we, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when the new people came to Cork, we just took them around the city and. and show them around.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we had karaoke nights, we had uh, barbecues in the summer, mm-hmm. we had bowling nights, um, um, yes, networking for more professional people who really wanted to talk about business or about their jobs and then challenges and so on. Uh, mm-hmm. We also had a couple of trips going around Ireland, so it was quite many different types of activities that people could do with ICC.
0: Okay, yeah. As far as I know, we don't do the city walks anymore. Maybe we should do this again, actually. It's a good idea. So, how many people participated back then to this events?
1: So, it was very, very funny, especially when you mentioned the city walk, because um, I, I remember I ran the first one or two uh, groups, and, um, you know, we were expecting maybe 15 or 20 people, and mm-hmm. actually, those people invited their friends, too, so when I met the group in front of the um, tourist office, right, I saw some like 60 people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh my God, how are you going to take all these people around the city, yeah. even, even from the numbers perspective, you know, when you speak to so many people, it wasn't easy. Um, so, so, whatever we organized, we always had more people than we expected originally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I
0: th- okay, I see. And so, it was you who brought this up, actually, but who else was in the team from the very beginning
1: so so my friend Sebastian is also actually coming to the 10 years anniversary party mm-hmm. and he was he's from France and he was really keen organizing language exchanges and he had his own group first right and um, you know then we agreed that I think it's better that we unite our powers and energies mm-hmm. and, and create one group yeah and um so then he was the one who had the setting up the website, the newsletters and uh you know creating a, an entire social uh, a, a platform all on all the social media sites, so we created a Twitter account mm-hmm. uh, and we sent out newsletters, we had a Facebook group, our Facebook page, and so on
0: yeah, so that was you and Sebastian yes right okay, and the team got bigger.
1: So I think in the first couple of years, we were maybe between, let's say, five, six, seven people in yeah. the team, uh, but as the events got bigger and bigger, you know, at, at some of the events, we had even over 200 people, mm-hmm. so it was very difficult for five or six people to manage uh, such a group, so, yeah. and then, uh, I think our team expanded to about 15
0: people. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. That you were actually the head of this team and you had to manage these 15 people. You, Everyone had this different task or how did it work?
1: So at the beginning, I think everyone had kind of the same role, right? So yeah. our, our goal was to really advertise the event on the social media pages and then show up at the events and you know, make sure that everything runs well. You know, people are enjoying themselves and, and having fun. But as as you know, we had more and more activities and tasks and, and, and people had different interests as well. Mm-hmm. So some people were more social and they just like to be at events event and talking to people. So we created an event team. So mm-hmm. people are really uh, there on the floor with with, with the guests welcoming them, talking to them. Uh and then we had another team, a social media team who, who liked more Working in the background on mm-hmm. social media platforms. So this see. includes also cre- creating banners, creating advertisements, uh, sending out newsletters, configuring the website, adapting it. Um, so you know there were other types of skills needed for that.
0: Mm-hmm. And was it actually easy to get new people because ICC is a vol is a project for volunteers. You cannot pay them anything or they will not, the only reward what they get is appreciation for their hard work. How did you manage to find people and to manage the people? Two yeah.
1: ways to, to get new volunteers. One is um, the people who actually came to our events mm. and they really liked what we do. Yeah. They really like what we did and, and they wanted to be part of it. Right? So they've seen that we're having fun, we're working team, uh, it's a great way to to socialize, but also improve our skills, right? Mm-hmm. You have to talk to you know, when you have hundred people coming from twenty five different countries, right? Yeah. You you know, uh, people from eighteen up to 60, 70, Sometimes we have even older generations coming, some 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 local people as well. So I think they really enjoyed that, mm-hmm. seeing that uh, it's it's really a uh, great fun and and. Knows it's a great way to improve their skills. So, so we had quite many people asking
0: Mm -hmm. at events if they if they could become part of the team. And um, and we
1: also sent out posts on Facebook or on social media about uh, you know uh, about volunteerism. So so new you know looking for new people. Mm -hmm. And I think one year uh, for three or four positions we got over seventy applications.
0: Oh well. Wow, wow. So
1: so it was more difficult actually to select and tell people that well sorry but mm. um, we you know we, we can't take seventy people, right? We yeah. need to we need to find the right people who, who fit the role
0: most. Yeah. Yeah, well that's remarkable because as I said, you don't it's a project for volunteers, you don't get paid for it. And even though you can select the people and I can second it it's um, you know the team who works for IC is very passionate about this and even though all of them have a job or do something apart from it I mean this is just a hobby obviously they they put so much energy in this and I was asking myself before we had this interview how could you actually keep this going for all the years and you are not in Cork anymore you um, you are, you live now in Berlin you you work for a startup company is that correct
1: yes that's right that's yeah.
0: right
1: you know I think it's a passion
0: so and
1: yeah. obviously we have people who just join us for a couple of months right and they study in Cork and they would yeah. like to practice languages and socialize and help out a little bit but we also have people who you know, we become uh, ICC addicted. Yeah. They, the uh, once they get into into the events and they, they really like organizing. They really feel proud to be part of this community and and see how other people are having fun and that mm. really contribute to to local people's lives, right? You really help connecting locals with foreigners and you really make an impact. Yeah. So I think once people see that and they also see that, um, you know, they really can use. The, Experience in their career as well. Mm-hmm. So people really learn a lot about teamwork, communication, problem solving, project planning, task management, organization. So I think if if people want to become managers in their company, right, these are all the skills that that, that needs to be there. And it's a great way uh, to to get this skills through through volunteering because mm-hmm. um, you know maybe you don't get this chance to to do that at your company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people people have seen that and and really use this. So mm. I have seen many many times people you know getting career advancements because because of their their participation in in, in ICC.
0: Mm. Absolutely, yeah. That was also my motivation when I sent my application to ICC. And it's really true that everyone wants to contribute something. Everyone has. Ideas in this team and it's great. How how it actually works Company it wouldn't work as good as it um, as it works now. or have you actually ever thought to To make this more profitable or ha- or has this or Has this never been an, an option for you? Has there ever been a time where you thought to turn ICC into a real business. Uh, this came up so yeah. um, a
1: couple of years ago. There was um, a startup initiative in Ireland when um, they were promoting local businesses and small businesses and startups. So we looked at the opportunity to see how can we make it even bigger and better, right? Mm. And, and we realized that if you really want to do more, you know, we. we Obviously, we have our jobs and we have limited time to do this. Mm-hmm. So, if we wanted to do this full time, we were thinking about this idea to turn it into a business. And mm-hmm. so, we presented the idea um, in front of uh, stakeholders and a couple of investors. Mm-hmm. And and at the end, in
0: which year uh, was this? Sorry for interrupting you. In which year was that? It
1: was about three or four years ago.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Four years ago, I think. And uh, you know, the end result was that. ICC is, is different. You know, it can it can't be really business. It's not. It it has completely different ways to run than if it's a business. Mm-hmm. So you know, you would have to ask uh, your members for participation fee. You have to you have to do everything completely differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and we felt like, you know, we, we can't run a business with volunteers, right? Mm-hmm. We can't run a profit business with volunteers. So then you need to employ people. Yeah. Then you need to to register your company. You need to. Um, sign up for VAT. you know there's a lot of paperwork, there's a lot of work including and, and the, the end goal is, is really just for people to socialize, connect people with each other having fun and uh, we, ju- we just realized that especially at this scale on a Cork scale or Ireland scale this can not be run as a business
0: mm-hmm. Okay, I understand in the meantime you have moved from Cork to Berlin and which means you are still part of IC, but you manage it remotely. Have you never thought to give this up to someone else?
1: Yeah, so you know I, I haven't left Ireland for good. So mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, I'm working on a project right now in Germany. So yeah. um, you know, it's not, not a time in my life when I say, well, I, I won't go back to Ireland. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm also an Irish citizen. Okay. I got my citizenship, so you know Ireland is my second home, mm-hmm. um, first of all. And and you know I don't know how long my projects will last here. So if if I go back to Ireland, I could not imagine my life without ICC. Yeah, that's one thing. And the second thing is yes, um, maybe I'm not participating in every daily task where I'm not there, mm-hmm. but I think I can really help and support the team to run these events with my with my advice, with um, you know certain things that I can do remotely. Yeah. Um, so I'm more than happy to do
0: that. Mm-hmm. But, but, they're, but I'm really lucky because
1: they are great uh, team members you know, right now at ICC who are taking the ownership and who are um, taking this role as, as a leader to, to run the activities.
0: Mm-hmm. And in terms of yourself, how much did ICC enrich your life? Which impact did it have on your career path and on your personal life? Especially here on Cork.
1: I think it's very difficult to describe because ICC gave me so much like mm. I met my best friends uh, at ICC so pretty friends for life and I mentioned uh, ICC at most of my job interviews and I'm yeah. pretty sure this also helped me to prove those skills you know many times people only put those skills on their CV but there's n- there isn't anything to back it up mm-hmm. so when I start talking about ICC and, and and the passion and, and all the things we did, you know, people just believe me, right? Yeah. They, they understand what teamwork means, mean, what problem solving means, what communication is and all that. Because yeah. now I have hundreds of examples of how uh, we did certain things, how we solved things. Um, yeah. So it really helped me with, with jobs and it in my personal life. And, you know, I have to mention, it's, it's not only me and myself, <laughs> myself. It's, yeah. it's really also the people around me. And one example is one of my friends. Um, she used to be one of the ICC volunteers. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she's getting married, and she met the, the future husband at an ICC meeting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see your, your best friends, um, you know, the, the impact it had on their lives, and, and who knows how many people, uh, you know, got, got the benefit uh, and, and out of ICC, I can't even imagine that.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a great achievement. Now, as you're in Berlin, have you ever thought to make something similar like you did in Cork? Or is is it not the right time, not the right moment? Or is this something that you just cannot copy?
1: I think this is something you can't copy, so mm. I think when you really plan something like that, it's very difficult to realize because it's just naturally evolved right at the mm. right time, with the right people with the right things uh, so ICC became really the number one community in Cork. Mm. I don't think you can replicate that into Berlin or any other city yeah and 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 also it's it's quite a hard work, so you know i i I don't even know how many hours and days and weeks of work went into you know, making what ISIS is today. And not just my work, but but a lot of other volunteers who mm. in the past 10 years really helped this. Mm. Um, and, and I'm really proud to see that ISIS is still going, even though I'm not there at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think I will create something similar here.
0: Yeah. Did it ever happen that you thought, this is too difficult now for me, I cannot handle this anymore, or has this never been the case, actually? Was it always going by itself or did you did you experience all the difficult times with icc yeah
1: it's you know always. I think is in every everything you do in life you mm. know there are always ups and downs and um i think the most difficult was you know when you work eight hours or nine hours so you do overtime mm. let's say or your boss asks you to stay longer and you know you have an icc meeting at yeah. eight o'clock right mm. And you are the one that is bringing all the things with you, you know, for the posters, for the registrations, and making sure even you even go well. Or you maybe have a terrible headache, and you just want to go home and sleep, but, you know, yeah. that 150 people are coming. Yeah. So you just can't do that. So obviously there has been that, and, and you know, that's not easy. Mm. Uh, but, you know, luckily I always had a team around me, so even if I could not attend, or, or there were difficulties, they helped me. to to go through this period or that specific day. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, when you see people laughing, having fun, enjoying themselves, so you forget about the problems.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, well, that's, that's one thing. I mean, you see people enjoying the events, but on the other hand, it's hard work too. So you have to prepare everything and you have to make sure that everything goes smoothly, that nothing terrible, Ever happens at the at the events has i sure that it has always been joy for you or was it sometimes for you some events at least went more where it was more an obligation rather than something that sparks joy for you
1: i think it's been always always fun but first of all because you meet your friends right so so these are Language is socializing even so you have your best friends there you know you have you have um, people there to support you, so I, I don't think it's really an obligation mm-hmm. though obviously maybe if you're not in your best mood then um, you know it, it it can be sometimes difficult to, to smile all the time and all night yeah um, but uh, you know we, we had difficulties I remember one time that. Um, we were getting ready for the event, and turn out that the event was booked. That they, mm. there was some misunderstandings or overbooking. Yeah. So we were thinking, "Wow, okay, we have 30 minutes to find a new place because 150 people are coming. What can we do?" Yeah. <laughs> well, we solved that too. So you know, um, it's it's you have these kind of things. You no, know, no matter. I think if you are an event management, this this can happen. But at the end, we solve
0: the problems. Mm-hmm. And. What was the craziest thing that ever happened on the event? What do you remember now? So I, I think one, one thing was actually um, quite funny is when we organized a big barbecue
1: event. So it was, I think, September, especially when new students are coming mm. to Cork. So we did, we did quite a big advertisement and we also involved the university. So we were expecting maybe 100 people, maximum 150. Mm-hmm. And it turned out uh, we had over 350 participants oh, wow. and, the, the, and the people arrived more or less at the same time. So, the end of the queue was way outside the doors Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't realize because I was inside and, and we just seen the queue, mm-hmm. but then one of my volunteers ran inside and swearing, yeah. like, oh, what what ha- what's happening? What's wrong? And she said, look, you, you need to come outside, you need to have a look. So I, came, I went outside and I saw the queue, like a hundred meters, people yeah. everywhere, and we were thinking, "Oh, how are we going to do this tonight, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> it's way more than we expected, this is just crazy. Yeah. Um, the end the, but we were lucky because that place was quite huge, so we could really separate it out a yeah. little bit and, and spread people around, but you know, I think they had to queue another 35-40 minutes to get in. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> Well, at least it was not like the Fire Festival. Have you heard of the Fire Festival? No, oh, no. Never mind. This just came into my mind because I just saw just recently on Netflix this documentary about the Fire Festival, which turned out to be a huge disaster, a clusterfuck for everyone who was involved in this festival, for the organizers, for the workers, for the rich kids who paid a fortune to. ...be part of this great festival and at the end they had not even a place to sleep or... or. ...there were too many people, not enough toilets... ...the facilities were unfinished and I think one of the organizers had to go to jail at the end. So, Sorry for this anecdote from my side. I think everyone who has once been involved in organizing an event knows how difficult or how complex it is and how many details you have to plan to to make this a great event for everyone you know this event that you hosted was not that bad apparently as um, as this fire festival so you were just overwhelmed with the guests you were expecting right
1: yeah i must say we i think we've Every single event we we organize you know people had fun we never had any problems really um, you know people really go there, come to our events just to just to relax, socialize, get to know other people, mm-hmm. um, you know exchange ideas, uh, help each other so you know mm-hmm. despite the fact that we have sometimes 150 people from 25 or thirty different countries and backgrounds, mm-hmm. what we have seen is people show quite a lot of respect to each other so. Um, I'm actually quite surprised, right? That it's it's so many people from so many different backgrounds, and it it always works out just fine. Mm -hmm.
0: Probably back then it was a little bit more difficult to have an overview of how many people would actually attend to the events. Nowadays you have things like Eventbrite or um, Mailchimp. I don't know how um, when when this took place, but uh, nowadays I would say it's a little bit. Easier to to have an overview of how many people will actually come to to the event.
1: Yeah, yeah we did this on purpose, as, mm. as you said at the beginning. It was quite difficult, right? Because um, you know we we, we had to make sure that you know these things will not happen. that You expect hundred people, and then you have three hundred
0: fifty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. It's it's not a good experience for people, and take you have to queue long. But uh, you know, with with all these different tools and, and technologies, right? You can. Yeah, you know, we you can really make sure that when people sign up then you have entire lists and mm. more or less you know how many are coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I'm looking forward to the um tenth anniversary this week. So um we will see you there, I guess, right?
1: Yes, I'm coming to Cork in yeah. a few days. I'm very excited to to meet all, all my new friends and old friends.
0: Yeah. Shabi, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for sharing your ic story. I hope that ICC can keep its character as friendly, warm, and welcoming community for everyone. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Thank you, Shaba, and um, see you on Friday then.
1: Thank you. See you on Friday.